Yes, sir. It is the Devil's Puck Luck Podcast, where we are your hosts over here, Adam Armbrecht, covering the Brooklyn Nets on the Locked On Nets Podcast. My boy, Doug Norrie. And over there, it is the uh, 20-year, wow, that makes you old, season ticket holder for the New Jersey Devils, Danny McDonough. How are we, sir, as the offseason rolls on? Officially, it yeah. is over. The Stanley Cup has, yeah. has been uh, awarded to a bit of a, you know, I don't want to shock anybody. The Golden Knights <laughs> won their first Stanley Cup, and now we get to talk offseason. Yeah, I mean, we were close to our predictions, right? I think didn't we both have Vegas in the cup? I forget now. I I had Vegas in the cup. I think you had them going out before. We might actually no, 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 no. Oh, you didn't have Florida going. You didn't have Florida going, right? And then unfortunately, I picked Florida to win. Yeah, so, that's so right. that was a swing and a miss, but it was a lot of fun. Um, it's and we'll talk about that on the back end here, the state of the mm-hmm. NHL, because some of the numbers came out wasn't the best. Yeah. However, uh, Devil centric. The big news, the latest news, is Jesper Bratt signing an extension, eight-year contract, yeah. $63 million in total. Um, before, we, we'll talk numbers here, but just your instant reaction of bringing back Bratt, 24 years old, committing to the franchise long-term. I love it. You know, I was worried, and I said it from the jump, I was worried. I didn't know if they were going to get this deal done because I thought Bratt's agent might have had a way too high price tag. <laughs> but I think that the fact that he's here for eight shows that he knows this team is going to be good for a while and his commitment to this team and is just solidifying the core. You yep. know, and, and I think that's what we wanted from the jump. And it's under the Jack Hughes money, which what we talked about, it needed to be. Yeah, you want to have that stability, at least at certain mm-hmm. key positions. Breaking down where the money comes, 7.875 AAV on this mm-hmm. contract and descending in terms of value. Starts out in the upcoming season at $10 million, and then 998 descending down to 7.2 over 27, 28, and 2029 before 6.6 and then $6 million in the mm-hmm. final year. Now, you can look at this positively in two directions. One, Jesper Bratt wants to be a part of it, so he makes it team-friendly. They can continue to make moves over the life right. of his contract. And I'll, I'll say it out loud now because that's a long ways away. It also does give you a friendly contract to move potentially yes. as, you, as you start to shuffle. But in the short term, great value up front. And as Fitzgerald mentioned here, I'll just hit the quotes. It was always our, our priority to keep Jesper Bratt here long term. I value and commend his commitment Jesper made uh, to this team with this contract. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he's a player that had the longest point streak uh, to start the season in 2022-23 in franchise history and one of only 10 Devils to have 70-plus points in consecutive seasons. Like, this guy is a cornerstone piece for this young court. 100%. And I know you look at the playoffs and people are very disappointed in his playoff performance, but you look at the overall picture and the overall player here, you're getting a incredible top six forward, you know? And and you need that, you know? Because think about it. If we didn't sign him, you got a gaping hole right there. You know, you you got... (laughs) You sure do. <laughs> so your your core is going to look yeah. a lot different without Brad. You need him in your top six. And, and let's talk about Fitz. Fitz has been absolutely incredible. And yeah. to me, was robbed of GM of the year. I thought that he was general manager of the year. I really do. Um, you know, we talked about it earlier. You know, only the second time in NHL history, you know, a sign and trade with Severson to the Blue Jackets, which we'll get to. But, you know, for Brad, I think it's it's phenomenal for him. I think it's phenomenal for the team. It's a team-friendly type of contract. And we talked about this, stacking the money up front, which is what I think they're going to do with Timo as well. It's great. You know, it's great for both parties. Quality. um, We'll continue to see how things flesh out. And we'll talk about Timo coming up here as well. But you mentioned comes on the heel of the second time in NHL history, which is funny because sign and trades exist, say, in the NBA, my other endeavor. They happen all the time. 
yeah. you know, two in a two in a week in an off season would sure. be wouldn't be unprecedented. But just the second time, uh, they end up signing him with fifty million over eight going. He got uh, going eight out. and six point two five a year. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. average of six point two five a year. Um, it works for him. Twenty eight years old. Obviously, he was the longest tenured Devil going yeah. back to twenty twelve when they drafted him. But at twenty eight years old, like we've talked about, needing this mix of veteran sure. and young talent. I, I just think that you have to find that value. They get back a third round pick. That's all relative, but it 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 felt like um like happens in other sports, doing a favor, like you know, helping a guy he, as he goes at the door, one hundred percent, still getting value back. One hundred percent. He wasn't signing here long term. I, I think we know that. Severson was staying on a one or two year deal, and Severson wanted a long term deal, and you yeah. can't blame him. You know, and and hats off to Severson. You know, he was a great devil. He struggled through a lot of years here in the sense of just having a bad team around him for a while. You and know, that part so, of it's a shame, by the way. It's like yeah, it he is. doesn't get the reward of getting the big contract with this team. Like Jesper Brack gets yeah. paid 24 years old, and he's coming right. into the good times as Severson just kind of had to be, yes. you know, guiding the ship, through, a rudderless ship in a lot of ways for years. And listen, I, I've been on him sometimes. You know, you've been on him sometimes, yeah. you know, some of his play. But overall, he was a great devil, you know, yeah. and he's a great defenseman. And I think that he's going to be, you know, in the top four for the Blue Jackets. And it's a well-deserved eight million eight, uh, eight-year contract, long-term yeah. contract, so. And he's versatile as well. I think yeah. that's why he was going to be a, a pretty sought-after player on the free agent market if he fully got there. Yeah. Um, now, uh, taking a step away, it's still Devils tied here, but some of the rumors. We'll get back mm -hmm. into Timo Meyer yeah. here in a second uh, with the arbitration deadline that happened today, Thursday, uh, 5 p.m. Goalie rumors are going around right now. Giving credit to uh, Ryan Novinsky of NJ.com, mm -hmm. listing three potential goalies that are going to be available this offseason and that the Devils could potentially be in on. Uh, Hullabuck is one that we talked about. Sure. The Jets, one year, 6.6 .6 remaining. There's a lot of value there. You can maybe send out VTech and, and then also, see how things go. We progress. also know that Hullabuck has said he's not going to be a long-term signing with the Jets. So you right. know that he's going to be on the move one way or the other. And that can maybe create some flexibility sure. around what you want back in return for him. Um, Gibson from the Ducks, you know, the 6.4 million, but on the books through 26, 27 had a down season. Does that entice you? Because that that would feel like if you brought him in and VTech went out, I, I would feel as just kind of relatively muddled as you did coming into this season. Yeah, I don't like the contract. I, I don't think it's a Yeah, fit the commitment for us. is long yeah, term. I, I don't think Gibson's a fit for us. I understand why we're looking at him, but to me, it's not the right fit. Right. Unless and unless you're getting excited about the young goaltenders for the right, devil right, stepping right, up right. and then saying, hey, we just need a veteran backup. But even then, the 6.4 million yeah, the long term commitment is a bit no. much. Um, last one is from the Predators, and that's Soros. And and this is, I think, the most interesting one, just because we talk about you send out VTech, you get back a good starter, it, it, you're washing your hands, right? right? It's all good. And a lower commitment in terms of the years. But this one comes in talking about, and he framed it, Ryan, over on NJ.com, saying Nemich, Holtz, or Nemec, excuse me, we debated that for weeks, uh, and two first-round picks, that the value to get a goaltender like this yeah. would require two to three Blue chip prospects, not from the Devils, around the league, right. and also two first-round picks. Now, we know what he is, a top three goaltender potentially in the NHL. Yes. Is that worth uh, – that's an all-in, we think we win, you know, over the next right. season or two, the, the whole thing, Stanley Cup champions. It depends on, I think, where we are when it comes to who we're going to be signing. I think Timo, you know, signing here is a big factor to that. However, you're giving up a lot of your future picks for a player like that. And we got to remember that. So we're banking on who we're going to have here signing for the long term, signing for the long term. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that Fitz is willing to jeopardize more picks that could really enhance this team, this yeah. young core, so to speak. So 
Build and replenish. Wishful build and thinking replenish. In, in a way, and it'd be phenomenal to see. I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Hullabuck one's the one that makes the most sense, right? If you yeah, if you if you think that, if you think you've seen what VTech ceiling is, mm-hmm. then this doesn't. It feels like a short term opportunity. Sure. You're probably going to want the new contract, right. but you. I think that you're upgrading yourself at that lead goaltender spot and yeah. safeguarding against maybe not having the young goaltender be ready yet. I don't think that. I feel like I'm being. I feel like I'm being cryptic by not mentioning the young goaltender's name. What, Schmidt? Yeah, I'm just not saying. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that the Devils are going to make a move for a goalie. I really don't. I think that Schmidt and Vitek are going to get a chance to do this again and run it back. I think it makes I, sense. So I, I agree. With you, you know what I mean? So it's. I, I think that you're going to see a lot of similarities to last year. Obviously, with some. You know, I'm hoping a, a good free agent signing, especially defensemen, to yeah. get. You know, yeah. someone back there that is going to be the stabilizer, so to speak. Someone like a Gudis. You know, from Florida, delicious. You know, cheese. Who, <laughs> that's Gouda, bro. But you know, someone who's a physical presence that is going to play strong on the boards, I think, is very important for this Devils team, especially with Nemec and Hughes, who I think we think are going to be, you know, in training camp expected to be in this starting lineup. Yes, and then, you know, and that's the other big thing too here, because you talk about even going back to the goalie trade and sending out some of these assets. How are these players looked at? They're expected right now to be stepping into these new roles. It's why the sign and trade with Severson, you're opening up the opportunity for the next wave. And I think Fitzgerald is really trying to strike this balance of, yes, we just had incredible success. Yes, we want to build off of that. Mm -hmm. But remember, we talk about, did they overachieve? So if you're a devil's organization, you have to look at it as the both and. Wow, what an incredible season. But let's not forget the way we projected our next two or three seasons. And that was going to involve these young players. So letting one great season you know, completely flip the way you think about your organization, yeah. I think would be a little bit knee-jerk reaction. And it's people, you know, again, talking like, you know, the devil's going after Marner from Toronto, you know, right. things like that. It, it's a lot of it's wishful thinking, but it's what you're going to give up in return. And it goes back to Hullabuck. What are we going to give in return to get this this great goaltender? And how much is it going to change what we're doing moving forward? I, I, listen, I, I don't want to be a pessimist, and I'm not at all. I, it's to, For the Devils to finish top three in the NHL again next year is going to be a very tall task. Sure. You know, we, we had a 13-game winning streak this year. You know, we, we came off phenomenal play. You know, we overachieved a lot of our players. And to say that we're going to stay, let's knock on wood, that everybody's staying healthy. But, respect the table. Uh, the table is nice, by the way. Home goods, right? Mm. Beautiful. Well, let's not. I mean, they're not advertising with us yet, so <laughs> we'll go ahead and wait on that. But please. But, but point being, it, it's... Listen, if we finish in the top three, I'm going to be ecstatic. It's going to be phenomenal, but we can't expect it. You know, yeah. we can't next year. So to me, if you go after a player like Hullabuck, you're going, you have more likely chance to, you know, achieve that top three, top four status in the NHL. But I am completely fine with throwing VTech and Schmidt into the fire and keeping what we had this past year into next year with some minor changes. Yeah, and with the, with the NHL draft coming up, I think on the back end of that, we'll start to this offseason. Hey, like let's set the table of expectations mm-hmm. yeah. going forward, yeah. and I think it should be some kind of balance around that. It, it need not be now, hey, mm-hmm. what you did last year and more. Right. It's just about having consistency and being that threat in the playoff picture. Mm-hmm. Turning it back over to in-house concerns right now, Timo Meyer uh, today, as I mentioned, was the deadline for arbitration, 5 p.m., Fitzgerald makes the move to move it to team arbitration, which reduces the qualifying offer down from 10 million, 15% less, 8.5. However, yeah, which is good, reduces that number as we know, but they maintain the rights and continue to negotiate, which is what they expect to do here. Quote from Fitzpatrick was, we would love nothing better than to tie him up long-term. That's our goal. That's what we set out to do. Uh, And we're hoping, oh, sorry, that's what uh, Claude and I will go through, uh, referring to Lemieux, former devil who represents 
Timo Meyer. This this feels this could not be any more <laughs> foregone conclusion territory. Like it's great that you brought the number down, but yeah. the bottom line is like if they're not bringing back Timo, it just feels like I don't want this to be another Brad situation where you know he plays this year without a contract. You know, I just right. I, I don't. I want Timo to be locked up long term. I think it's going to be front loaded. I think it's going to be very similar to what Brad got. I think it's going to be a little more money. I think you'll see like an average, you know, a year of 8.2, something like that. But, you know, I, I see it being the same, you know, seven or eight years long term. Timo believes in this team. You could see that he believed in this team. Um, I love how intense you are with that. But, you know, realistically, it's he hasn't had a training camp with these young kids. Right. Think about what he can do moving forward with this team. So, you know, I hope we don't know what he's feeling. You know, we can assume that we have that Swiss connection here and he wants to stay here. Mm -hmm. But, you know, let, let's hope that he does sign long term. He was complimentary of the practice rink, mm -hmm. liking, the, liking the way it was, the way he was treated by the organization. So everything in terms of the sample size coming over in the trade in season has been great for him. Yeah. And now it is dollars and cents. And yeah. listen, you know, you mentioned it. If it ends up being the same kind of range as what Brat's contract is and it's front loaded, yeah. it, it all makes sense. I, I again, until we hear otherwise, we're assuming that that's going to be a part of it. And right now, the Devils hold uh, $26.5 million in mm -hmm. cap space. Right. So they have plenty of room to make that deal and get it done, and still plenty of room to go out onto the free agent market, pursue a player, a defenseman, and then still leave something left over if they need to manipulate. I mean, we. You know, we'll talk about it later on in later episodes, but I could see a piece like Boquist and Holtz getting traded for, you know, more of a veteran player too. Sure. You know, I, I could see something like that happening. Um, I, I think we're in agreement. Graves isn't going to sign, you know, as unrestricted free so. agent. I don't think he's going to sign. I think his price tag is going to be similar to what Severson got, you know, sure. maybe with less years. So I don't think he fits the, let's, let's, he, I don't think he fits the mix of what the devils are trying to do. Let's yeah, Let's just, let's pause briefly on that before we wrap up. Um, do you think that he goes to market? And if, if the market were softer than he anticipated, if it wasn't in that Severson kind of number, mm -hmm. is there the open relationship to come back to the devils? Or, Cause you just mentioned it there. You may just ultimately not kind of fit the model of what we want to do here, which is only a hindrance to, to your performance in season game to game. I, I don't think Fitz is going to want to go over like four, four and a half, you know, and, and I think right. that Graves so he's gone because yeah, that's going to be a low. Six. That yeah. would be an impressively low, low number yeah. AAV. For because I don't I don't think that Fitz wants that kind of defensive player with ball who is really coming into his own as well. You know, I think that veteran wise, you know, going after someone like Gudis, who might be obviously a little bit less money. It, it's hard to know, right? It's hard to know what the market is. And once we see more players signed, especially defensemen, we're going to have an idea of where the Devils are going to go. I think a Gudis, a sharp cheddar, maybe a blue. It's just something that can crumble and really spread over the top of this team. And All right, let, let's improve. say this right now. Is Nemec in your top six defensemen next year? We know Luke Hughes is. I think we know oh, Luke Hughes Oh, yeah, he has to be. I, I think, yes. I, I think that Nemec okay. also is there because I believe that, again, Take away the, this last season, the mm -hmm. result, that would have been the plan. Right. Right. If that was the plan, mm -hmm. I don't think there's a reason to deviate from that short of a player on the market. You know, they right, also yeah. go, oh, wow, what an incredible value. And we'll rotate this player in. But remember, if you go and pursue a guy like that and you keep Nemec out of the rotation. Sure. When, did, when does that opportunity come? That's, if you commit a, a big yeah. contract to somebody, then that means Nemec now becomes expendable at some point. Yeah, I don't, I'm with you, you know, but I don't know, because like you just said, it really depends where we go with getting another veteran defenseman if we sign Graves. I, I think the goal, the Devils have to sign. That might be a little, that might be too, too much, too much youth and not we enough years, but what careful. about a veteran guy that just is, is there to, Smith. to push and to Bennett battle? Smith. 
Okay, there you go. Listen, Brendan Smith, we all ripped on him, but he's great for that locker room. I think that we see it. Real problem. I thought he played fine in the playoffs when his name was called. I really yeah. do. You know, and a lot of but people that's what you want, him. though. Yeah. The difference is like you want Smith to be. Yeah, you mentioned there a locker room guy, and when yeah. needed, not a locker room guy. And there's a real expectation, right? Because when you sure. start to set that bar, then that's when you start exactly. to in season go. Boy, he's a you know, uh, what is he doing here? Why is yeah. he struggling there? Because it's it, that's too much. You're yeah. setting the bar too high for him. It, it, it needs to be similar to what we did this year, you know. And look how Ball kind of you know his maturation over yep. the year. It was it was very very apparent, especially in the playoffs. You know, he was a wrecking ball against the Rangers. Ball. Yes. So you know, you look at someone like Nemec, you know, and and coming into this this lineup, how is he going to fare playing 82 games? You know, is he going to play 82 games? Is he going to be the guy if someone gets injured that comes up mm-hmm. and he gets dressed? You know, so. You know, there's a lot of question marks, but again, it's going to come down to grades. It's going to come down to the free agency and everything like that with defense. Buddy, we'll close out just on noting that, as we said at the top of the show, the Golden Knights won their first Stanley Cup in franchise history just six years into their journey. Florida, hmm, it's unfortunate. They would have liked to cross that finish line. Um, But also— By the way, I I want not to cut you off. Kachuk is an animal. For, to yeah, play, what did he have? To play the what way— was it? Broken, broken spinal sternum. <laughs> I mean, like, broken <laughs> sternum. And apparently, like, there, there was, like— Articles coming out that like the guys had to dress him for game four. It's insane. There's there, there, there's probably a point when 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 if okay <laughs> when we go to do the podcast if if Danny had to help me put my shirt on I'm not even gonna sit here and talk to you about hockey yeah let alone go out and play it. A lot of things did not break the no, right way when it's... it came to the finals for uh, the Panthers. But th- that's listen NHL man yeah, and it's... and people have even said it's like dude we get it NHL toughest guys oh, in professional is, yeah. sports also stop yeah. like also stop Please, it's your yeah. sternum like it's not well it's, paul, even paul maurice said that like three or four players had broken bones on the team it's crazy to think about you yes. know everybody's going through that grind you yeah. know of the playoffs but congratulations to the knights you know it's pretty incredible for a six-year franchise they got to the stanley cup final in the first year yeah you know and only six years in that they win the cup is, is unbelievable are you at all concerned that it was down 43 percent viewership in the stanley cup they weren't on they were on tnt they're not on you know an abc yeah. and nbc a more major network the two markets involved are a little bit funky so I, there's a lot of factors there yeah, it's a new market with vegas you know it's really building their fan base is kind of generalized to where they are right now mm-hmm. you know and and Florida, it's, I mean, the storyline was Kachuk, you know, for a national level, you right. know, and for the casual NHL fan. I mean, us, you know, we obviously watch the games because we love hockey and we're doing the podcast and we're diehard Devils fans, you know, and we're looking at all players from all teams. But it's concerning, yes, but it's how, you know, it's how everything unfolded. You know, what and, are you going to do at that point? And I think, too, when you look at that total number, um, you can get lost in the fact that, remember, this series felt like it was over very quickly. And once that happens, the casual viewers, casual fans are going to check out. Uh, you know, it's just like NBA Finals, by the way. Oh, yeah. Denver it's... Nuggets, it seemed pretty pretty early on. You got the sense they were. it was a matter of when they won it, not if they won it. Would it take five games? Would it take six games? And that's going to dissipate the general yeah. population from look, watching. Uh, and I'm not saying it, it probably no, still would no, have 30%. But... Let's call a spade a spade here. The first two rounds were absolutely phenomenal in NHL. You know, and the conference finals in the Stanley Cup are a little Ooh. disappointing when it comes and to we that. Sh- and we should highlight that coming up about where the numbers were from a viewership standpoint throughout the playoffs because right. that can also inform Well, first it. round, they were incredible. You yeah. know, first round was absolutely unbelievable, especially for the Devils-Rangers, you know, in some of the games. That, oh, yeah, and a great matchup there, obviously. Yeah. Rivalry matchups matter. That being the case, my friends, uh, you know that you can get us over on YouTube. You can get us on our podcast feed. We're going to go ahead 
ahead and start pumping out our episodes over there as well, just so you can find us. Maybe you're driving around. Maybe you don't like looking at us. That's something that we've oh. heard throughout our lives. Oh. And um, but 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 from a, just a pure ear standpoint, not bad to look at. I'm not bad to look at if you're not actually looking at me. Now, a face made for radio is ooh, what they say. Uh. Baby. Until next time, though, we'll come back in. We'll talk about other free agent targets. What is the defenseman uh, that we want to flesh out there, cheese or otherwise? Yeah. Talk and, about Halla and uh, you know. Tuna. There's still some, in, yeah. There's still do. a lot of in-house guys here and decisions to be made that'll affect that twenty-six point five million dollars of cap space. And your boy Miles Wood. We'll talk about Miles Wood. You got Miles Wood. Until next time, though, my friends. Uh, no longer will we say uh, "May it always be gravy" because uh, we don't know if it will be. Um, you got to come up with some good here, man. I'm putting you on the spot. So yeah. Hard right now. Uh, you know, the bottom line is the Devils are built on gruesome twosomes. So just like the Hughes. May we never sing the blues as the New Jersey Devils progress through the offseason. We'll see you next time, guys, right here on Devils Puck Luck. That wasn't a podcast. You didn't even prepare that. No. See you guys soon.